Jack Hagar joined American Pinball. Pinball Hall of Fame hits fundraising target. Raza Pinball delayed again. Hi, my name is Jonathan Newson. I'm the editor of Pinball Magazine, and I'm joined here with... I'm Martin Ayer, and I'm the editor of Pinball News, and we are here together to look back at the month of February 2021. And discuss the pinball industry news of said month, February 2021. So, um, well, usually we say it's been such an exciting month and yada, 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 you know it probably from the top of your head. In this case, it probably wasn't. Isn't that no. so? No, it was pretty quiet. I think um, no new games announced, no no leaks about any upcoming games. I don't think announced particularly. Well, may, maybe maybe one which we'll uh, we'll cover a little bit later on, and I'll look to the various uh, manufacturers. But um, no, it's it has been relatively quiet. So, okay, um, so let's no, make this our shortest episode ever. Right, well, and with that, we'll say goodbye, and we'll see you next month. No, uh, no, no, we oh, still oh. have to discover, to, to, to cover some of the news, uh, or oh, let's, let's cover the news. You had three headlines, so there's, there, there is some exciting news, the, the, but, but it's not as much as um, people are used from us. That's not that true. we make the news, but still. So um, let's kick off with um, American Pinball, hiring... Yeah. Jack E. Hager as their art director. That's right. Um, a new a new position, I believe, for uh, American Pinball. Um, although uh, not exactly a new position for Jack, who's been who's been in the industry, uh, the the uh, gaming and coin op industry uh, for for many years. Yes, a long history. Yes, uh, and um, uh, you wrote a quite a quite a uh, in-depth article, I would say, about his, Jack Hager's career in uh, CoinOp, I would say, which is highly recommended on the pinballnews.com website. Uh, so uh, please go there. It's interesting that Jack did some concept art for um, some some pinball concept games that never saw the light of day. Uh, yeah, that's the, right. The, did, did one called Pirate Island and right. uh, another one called Hey Bartender which were the kind of themes that were going to be applied to an existing Steve Cordick playfield design, uh, which had apparently had 13 uh, insert lights, and he needed a, a game title which would work with those 13 inserts. So um, Pirate uh, Space Island was one which Jack came up with because he was uh, working for uh, Williams back then, or doing, doing some work for Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Um, and he said he heard that from the industry that they were looking for more bar-related um, titles or themes. So he came up with this Hey Bartender um, as a kind of, I suppose it would be almost like an Oktoberfest, a kind of drinking game. But uh, it didn't go with either of those, as it turned out. Yeah. I, I am interested in what that game actually turned into, if anything. Um, I was wondering the same thing, and I can't think of anything especially with Steve Kornick games, I think the latest would be, like, Contact, I suppose. I think that was his latest, uh, uh, his, his final one, where he was actually involved in something. So, um, well, I don't know whether it would have been... Um, he obviously did Ticket Tack Toe and um, things oh, like right. that. Yeah. Um, Vacation America for uh, Chicago Gaming. But I was wondering whether it might have been something like Space Mission, Space Odyssey, or... 
I don't know something something around the, around that era. But but they were all mid mid seventies games, and I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be later than that. Would have been eighties, and uh, didn't really do very much then. Other than I suppose like saucer or. I think those those drawings come actually from from the, uh, the 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 most troublesome era of pinball. I think like like eighty five or so. That was just after space shuttle and things were picking up. So yeah, so I suppose that probably well. I mean the design, a design. I don't know whether Steve was actually designing the game, whether it was somebody else's design that he was he was helping out on. But either way, uh, so we we don't doesn't quite matter. Know. Uh, most important one okay American Pinball hired Jack Hager who has um, worked for numerous companies um, in the art department um, the last uh, time I saw Jack he was actually working for Team Play which is a company that is uh, co-owned by uh, Ken Fedesna the Ooh. former uh, vice president of Williams Pinball so, um, and uh, while they're not doing pinball games, uh, he was, uh, obviously, the link with pinball is very short uh, over there. Yeah, that's right. Yep, uh, he was doing a lot of stuff for, for them. They're a very, very successful company. Um, one of their biggest sellers, of course, Fishball Frenzy, which uh, is a real staple of, of family entertainment centers and arcades. Um, very, very technologically advanced, although a very simple game. And yes, there's some nice artwork, and I think he did a, a, a topper for that, and as well as some of their other games. So right. yeah, he was working over there, and um, as you say, now he's 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 joined. Well, to be exact, he's joined Aimtron, which is uh, like an American pinball's parent slash sister company. And I, I, it wasn't actually stated as such, but I believe that he uh, will be doing work for Aimtron as well as American Pinball. Well, he so, might as well because uh, if if. American Pinball is releasing only like uh, one game a year or even less. I don't think uh, the, uh, being art director is a full time position, and he, I understood he was hired for a full time position. So that's right. Yes, it, it makes sense that he would be working for Amtron as well. Well, there will be quite a lot of stuff um, to produce if you're, or at least to art direct. There'll be things like flyers and uh, online sure. presentations oh, yeah. and. You know, um, it's quite. A, but but but, but you if, it would be a full time job. But if he's doing the Aimtron stuff as well, then that, that certainly would uh, would take up his time. Right. So, oh well. Um, and uh, in all fairness, um, this news was announced like uh, in the middle of uh, February, and mm-hmm. I was actually expecting um, Dave Fix of American Pinball to announce another hire because he's been mm-hmm. on a roll lately. That's but, right. uh, yeah, but so far, uh, no other hires have been announced or made no, public. No, well, that uh, follows, um, well, his own to start with, uh, followed by uh, Dennis Nordman and uh, Zafir Ryan. Right. Then, so. uh, and now Jack. So that's, uh, that's four uh, new appointments at American Pinball slash uh, Aimtron. Right. Okay. So, well, for. Um, well, that's about that's all the news actually currently from American Pinball. If I'm no, that's not the no, 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 no. There's a little bit more because um, if anybody didn't catch the the look around the American Pinball factory from uh, the Virtual Pinball Expo show, Josh Kugler turned up on um, a, a Hot Wheels pinball, oh, well, a Hot Wheels um, Instagram feed from Superfly Autos. And was uh, promoting the the uh, Hot Wheels pinball machine by basically showing how how it works, and then doing a, a tour 
of the manufacturing area as well. Okay. So you can, you can cool. see Hot Wheels being uh, being built uh, on the production line. It wasn't the wasn't the best video, to be fair, because it was first of all it's um, it's in portrait shape because it's it's kind of like it's on a phone, but it's also a split screen with the two. Uh, presenters of uh, Superfly Auto's um, live video feed at the top, and uh, Josh at the bottom. So it's um, it's a quite a small video um, with two people sort of basically staring at the screen at the top, which is a bit of a waste of space. Mm-hmm. But um, you can still see enough out of it, and, and Josh is very good at explaining what goes on. And he's of course he's, he's talking to a, a non-pinball crowd here, so he's explaining the very basics of of uh, how pinball's resurgence has, uh, resurgence has come around with the uh, with the lockdown and um, basically what what the various parts of a pinball machine are and um, and how they build them basically from scratch so it's uh, it's 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 kind of beginner stuff if you're familiar with how pinball is made but it's also interesting to see behind the scenes at American pinball so uh, right. if you if you want to see that um, go to Instagram and have a look for superfly underscore autos a UTOS, and you can watch the video there. Right, okay. Well, excellent. Hold on. I have a phone call coming oh, in. Oh, I wonder who that could be. It's our, it's our dear friend Gary Flower. Um, uh, last, time, last time we weren't so lucky to get him on the show, so I, I, I suppose we get him in. Hold on, give me a second. Well, I'll, 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 well I can't put him on hold again, I suppose, no, but well, hold, hold on. Okay. Let's call him back. Good idea. Hold on. Gary! Yes, hold on. Let me interrupt you. We're ju- we just started our podcast, and um, is it okay if we call you back after we finished up the news of the manufacturers, and then you can uh, add your news to that? Yeah. Okay. Yes, we will call you back, and it's a rather short episode, so it shouldn't take long. We'll call you back. Okay. Thanks. Good idea. So, okay. later cool. on in the okay. show, Gary Flower will join us to discuss his news uh, uh, regarding the, uh, the pinball industry. And uh, the, yes, this time it's really going to happen, so we're looking forward to that. In the meantime, um, let's focus on uh, the news that we uh, uh, said that we were going to do. Well, we, we got the headlines. Um, where do you want to go first? Pinball Hall of Fame or Deep yeah. Pinball? Let's do the Pinball Hall of Fame because it's, uh, it's nice to have some some good news. Oh, absolutely, so, yeah. So, as you may be familiar, um, the the move to the new Pinball Hall of Fame on the Strip was um, was put in peril because of uh, well, basically because of COVID and um, a dramatic reduction in the income that Tim and Co were able to to get from their from their current location on Tropicana Avenue. Right. Now, they, they, they'd worked all the figures out and they would be able to continue the operation there and that would pay for the building of the new location right on the south end of the Strip. But unfortunately, long came COVID and the, um, the number of people visiting Las Vegas dived enormously and the number of people allowed into the Hall of Fame itself was also restricted. So their income dropped hugely as well. And of course, they, they are in the middle of well, in the middle, they're towards the end now of building the new the new location, and they have to pay the contractors, you know, the builders, the electricians, the everybody else who, who needs to work on, on the new place. And uh, they basically didn't have much money coming in, so no. so, so yeah, GoFundMe put together to try and raise yes. some. Yes, and I think we 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 covered that in our uh, previous episode. 
We did indeed. Yep. Uh, well, the, the fundraiser or the the, um, the GoFundMe was for a two hundred thousand uh, pound target, and two hundred thousand dollars, I suppose. But... I'm terribly sorry. Yes, getting a little parochial there. Yeah, two hundred thousand dollars, and um, it got off to a good start. But like all these things, there's a big inrush at the start, and then it tails. Well, so the, the the amount of coming in tails off very rapidly, and. As of, um, well, a little over a week ago, it was at around about $130,000. Right. With a, going and running until May, so there was, there was still time, but it needed a, a fairly decent injection of capital to, to reach that $200,000 target. Right. So. And, um, well, the good news was that um, an anonymous donor offered to make up the, the shortfall. Yes, and I believe um, I believe the donation was seventy nine thousand dollars in total, right? Uh, and um, which is a huge amount of money. And apparently, this was this was some uh, someone that uh, Tim was uh, familiar with and mm. actually visited uh, that person like a decade ago. Um, but he never expected that person to be. Um, uh, jumping in as a, uh, a savior, if you want to call it that. No, and there was there was, um, there was a good amount of publicity for this uh, this fundraiser on uh, on national newspapers and on on local TV and uh, various um, uh, YouTube channels as well. So uh, it was good that the word got around. But it was actually a a uh, one of the uh, a blogger who was interviewing Tim who got in touch with the donor. Or and or at least um, the donor um, was was made aware of it through the, this blogger's um, work and um, yeah made the offer and that was uh, that was a fantastic thing. Now if you look on the GoFundMe website for the Pinball Hall of Fame, you will see that it's it's around about one hundred and forty thousand on there. Right. So because the, the the payment hasn't gone through um, GoFundMe, it's a direct payment to to Tim. Right, and Tim is keeping the GoFundMe going as well because uh, he suspects there'll be the other costs which will come along as a result of COVID, and uh, in order to get the place uh, open in time for um, their move out of the old location, which I think is I think it's April the fifth. I think that's when they'll actually have to be out of the Tropicana place. So they. Uh, they will be moving the machines, some of the machines over from the old location to the new, as well as taking a whole bunch out of Tim's own shed. Right. Because they, they need to keep the old the old location running, so they've still got the income coming from there. And, you know, so people who go there don't turn up to a, to a half-empty building. Right. So, um, yeah. And the intention is, um, according to Tim, to have a, a sort of official, although probably open earlier, have an official grand opening of the new location on the evening of the 1st of July this year, which will be, I think it's right at the end of uh, a trade show that's being held. Yeah, I think uh, Amusement Expo is being held around that time. That's right, yeah, which we've been to before. Um, but, um, yeah, I think last time it was, it was going, it moved away to New Orleans and um, just for a year, and then it's coming back to Las Vegas this year. And uh, I think July the 1st is the last day of that, so... Um, in the evening of that, that's that's the the plan for the for the grand opening. If you're able to get there, you can do right. that. 
Not sure whether it's a smart idea to do it at the end of the trade show because most of those people will head out of Vegas as soon as they can. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Although, although people, people will be, be clearing, clearing away their stand. People in the trade, that is, people who are exhibiting. You know, right. they, they will have stands and equipment and stuff they need to organize. Yeah, but even people visiting are likely to, uh, if the trade show is over, uh, get on a plane right away. Why would you stay in Vegas? Why, well, why, why do another? Uh, why spend another night in a, another hotel bill um, uh, if you can go home? Because you can then attend the the grand opening of the Pinball Hall oh, of yeah. Fame location. Well, yeah, plenty uh, of time to plan that and uh, and you know put it on the expenses of the company. Right. So, uh, but uh, okay, good news for the Pinball Hall of Fame. And what's also exciting, and it's uh, slightly related, um, in one of the um, the update videos by Tim Arnold, uh, he showed some of the games that he was going to be uh, place in the uh, uh, the new location of the Pinball Hall of Fame. And one of the games uh, that he showed was a belly skill roll, but a uh, it, as it turns out, a belly skill roll is a coin flip uh, flick game, um, which has uh, gained in popularity in, in recent years. But um, Tim actually has a... Uh, a, a prototype which is being called uh, uh, Skill Roll Light a Diamond, and uh, it has a complete uh, different lower half of the playfield. And so far, I believe only two of those are known to exist. So uh, that's an extra uh, extra special game uh, that you can play in the. Uh, um, uh, pinball Hall of Fame. It's not a pinball game, but it's manufactured by Bally, the pinball company. Mm -hmm. So, okay. um, and um, personally, I'm a I'm a big fan of Skill Roll myself. So, uh, whenever I get to uh, the new location of the Pinball Hall of Fame, I'm sure looking forward to play Skill Roll Lighter Diamond. So. Yeah, let's hope the uh, significance of that that, uh, that machine is um, sort of publicized with um, you know, information cards on, on top of it or around it to tell you just how rare it is. Yeah, and let's hope. And maybe it's taking away a little bit of the charm of um, uh, a Pinball Hall of Fame, but let's, let's hope that they would go for just nicely printed cards instead of handwritten notes mm -hmm. uh, sticked uh, with, 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 with um, uh, tape to, to the game or something mm -hmm. like that. A little yeah. bit more professionalism would be welcomed. Yeah, I think. Okay. okay. So. Right. Well, um, as you say, that's um, that's that for um, Pinball Hall of Fame. Pinball, Pinball Hall of Fame. Congratulations right. to them. Now Absolutely. let's uh, continue with our, our pinball manufacturing update. Yes, and Deep um, Roots Pinball. Um, uh, if, if we're going with the companies that have news to report, then Deep mm. Root Pinball is certainly one of them. Um, because many other companies actually don't. So, um, so, so let's start off with this upcoming manufacturer. If you, um, uh, as you might know, the the story they are based in San Antonio, Texas. Um, it's an upstart company, so to speak. Um, they hired a bunch of talents uh, like Barry Osler, Stephen Bowden is in charge of uh, rules. Uh, Dennis Nordman used to work for them. John Popadewick is working there. John Norris as well as a designer and um, there's about a dozen different games uh, being developed and we've been 
I think it was like September last year when we got the uh, uh, introduced to um, the the look of um, the retro atomic zombie Adventureland uh, pinball machine, including uh, the new cabinet design uh, with the uh, the special pin bar mm. and so on. And um, well, since then we've basically been waiting for those games to go into production, which was supposed to be uh, last month or at least this month, uh, March. Um, but um, there's new delays. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, well, um, well, the game went on sale um, earlier this year, and um, it was a limited um, ordering window. Actually, uh, the, uh, the game, the game the, it went on yeah. sale last year, and uh, the, right. the, it closed January 31st. Yes, right, yes. okay. Um, so uh, it was limited to however many machines they would sell during that uh, that window of opportunity, and... Apparently, according to uh, CEO Robert Mueller, uh, they ordered, uh, or buyers ordered, 70 of the arcade machines and 60 of the extra editions, which are the sort of uh, the higher-end models with uh, with a floating back box and uh, all the bells and whistles. So 130 in total. Now, uh, he, did, he announced that they were going to build 160 of these and sell off the remaining models at... Um, at a higher price than the, than the pre-order price. Unclear exactly what that price would be at, at this time. Right. But um, that, that was last, last month, I suppose. And well, I think there was, there was around February 9th that news came out. Okay, but um, just, um, well, yesterday, I suppose, we had a, another update from, from Robert. And the, uh, well, the, the short of it is um, they're, they're not going to, although he said mid-March, he didn't mean it. It was uh, an ambition rather than a, a promise. They've they have been um, have had delays in various aspects of production, partly due to COVID, partly due to the weather. Now you mentioned that they were in San Antonio in Texas, and anybody who's been paying attention to the news will know some of the uh, some of the awful weather and so unseasonable weather that they've had in Texas over the past, well, um, during February, anyway, it's, it's all warmed up now, of course, but uh, it was absolutely freezing, there were rolling blackouts, um, gas supplies were interrupted, water had to be boiled, it was um, it was a very strange situation, but it has, has closed down various companies for two weeks, I think, pretty much. Yeah. Although they're back now, um, it's caused um, delays in... Well, anything like that causes delays in a, in a in a market and in a supply chain which is already rather fragile due to COVID. So Robert said that um, they they have had problems in, in getting getting parts. Um, some uh, in his previous update at the beginning of February, he said that the the change they made to the to the lock bar or um, the bit that, co- that you put your hands on that covers the pin bar. That's caused some of the uh, some of the intended vendors to drop out because they can't produce the, the rounded corners on that as as was intended. But he says um, in the latest update that they they have um, the lock bar part and uh, and the and the lit side panels, lighted side panels now sourced, although uh, they don't actually have them necessarily. And he said um, there are other parts um, to come in. And, and small sub-assemblies as well. But um, all in all, 
he can't give a, a guarantee of when this is going to happen. Uh, the yeah. mid March, which which he, I mean, he told us in in the podcast that he was uh, it was going to be six weeks from the close of uh, close of orders until they'd be able to start production. Well, that's uh, I don't think that's going to start happening. Yeah. Uh, it's going to take on quite a bit longer, and uh, they're also they also been waiting on getting certification done for uh, for the the UL for the North American market and CE for the European market. Right, and uh, that's been delayed by by the problems down in San Antonio with the weather. So um, that's probably going to take about another four to five weeks. He thinks, uh, right, to so, mid April at least. Right. And Robert Mueller also found out what Gene Cunningham already found out during the production of uh, Big Bang Bar 15 years ago. Um, whenever you uh, talk to a vendor, he's uh, giving you um, a rather um, ambitious <laughs> timeline when they can uh, actually deliver the parts that you ordered. And as soon as you paid them, they basically tell you like, well, you're at the back of the line and we got orders coming in that are bigger than yours so piss off <laughs> yeah but it's a problem for a startup company because you have no no credit necessarily uh, with them and they, they are probably going to want payment up front for these kinds of things rather than build them and then build you later and as you say that puts you at their mercy of once you once they've got your money um then you know you're no longer a priority case yeah which is, I suppose, is too bad, but, um, well, it's not like the, we've seen that for the first time around. Like I said, Gene Cunningham experienced that as well. And um, um, it, it comes across to me as a sort of a, an American type of problem, because I don't recall any any situation like that in Europe. Um, no. But then again, maybe maybe they are, and I'm just not aware of it. Yeah. Anyway, so the, the the takeaway from all this is that um, it's not going to be uh, Raz is not going to be ready uh, to ship in mid March, um, and there's no exact date as to when it is going to be. But it'll be it'll be ready when it's ready, uh, which is a, uh, a familiar phrase in pinball at the moment, and uh, it's certainly the case with uh, with uh, Deep Brew Pinball. They, they can't or they won't rush in order to put something out there that's going to cause them problems. They'll uh, if they haven't got a deadline to, to meet now, it might as well take as long as it takes to, to get a reliable and uh, enjoyable product out there. Okay, well, let's hope we see some progress uh, soon. But um, I suppose this might also indicate that as long as there's no deadline, there's no reason to show any progress unless there's actually some news to report. No, well, it's, it's not like we don't know what the game looks like. Um, we're just waiting to see some actual finished um, and, and uh, box games to go out to customers. And Robert has said he will uh, produce another update at the end of, of this month, the end of March. So okay. at the, in our next podcast, we'll bring, bring you what the, uh, what the latest is. Right. Okay. So let's move on to um, Jersey Jack Pinball. Yeah, Jersey Jack Pinball. Um, well, I suppose the, the, the big shocker was um, that they imposed a, a $1,000 price hike on uh, all models of Guns N' Roses. Right. Um, which, um, if um, uh, it's, I'd say it's sort of in line with uh, Stern Pinball doing a $500 price hike um, for all models uh, last month. 
or yes. uh, as of January first uh, or what have you. Um, now, um, I'm not going to justify it, but um, uh, the the five hundred dollars that Stern increase could be seen as a uh, well, let's say roughly ten um, percent uh, 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 price hike of of uh, of the uh, on the on the pro model. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Jersey Jack games obviously are um, more expensive. So the one thousand dollar price hike is basically still well, it's a little bit more than, uh, than or, or a little bit less than ten percent, I'd say, but it's sort of in line. Yeah, it um, is. Um, yeah. The, the standard edition that was um, sixty seven fifty and is now seventy seven fifty, and right. the limited edition was uh, nine thousand five hundred and is now ten thousand five hundred. So that's a ten percent increase. Uh, the difference, I think. Um, Apart from the the amount of the uh, the percentage increase, is also that all existing orders are being honoured for the price uh, yeah, that's quoted which originally, not, which was not the case with Stern Pinball. No, quite. It's only new orders uh, which will have pay the extra. And of course, the the collector edition that sold out instantly anyway uh, at right. the old price, so there'll be no price increase on that. So uh, it's only on the limited edition and the standard edition new orders that the uh, the $1,000 price hike uh, applies. Right. Um, so anyway, um, I guess the reason is that they've got so much produ- so many orders for those games that they think they can afford to do it and uh, they won't get too many cancellations. Uh, they are a business. They're on, it's uh, a, uh, their job is to, uh, to make a profit and to... It could also be... be it, well, the game is likely... Well, I think Pinball News announced it as Game of the Year. Um, I think it won Game of the Year with the Pinball Industry News uh, or the Pinball Industry Awards mm-hmm. uh, last month. It's also expected to win numerous Twippies, uh, which will be handed out at the end of this month. Um, so uh, it's not that strange. If you have a hit game like that, to try to make a, a little bit more profit on it. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they can actually uh, make more machines. Their, their production capability is, is maxed out, I think, at the moment. They're making well, as many games as they can. So if they want to make more money out of the game, the only, only way they can really do that is to increase the price. Right. So, um, well, let's hope that they use the extra income to to expand production in whatever way possible so they can speed it up and, and build more games, get more games out the door. Yeah, because, of course, they have an, another title um, waiting in the wings to, to come on, come onto the line. Right. Uh, several, uh, one would say, but one obvious one, which uh, people have been talking about for a long time, and people are even putting, I think people are even putting in pre-orders for the collector edition of, of that next model now with their distributors not even knowing what the game looks like so they don't want to um, take too long before they, they get one out but interesting i did notice that um that they seem to have stopped selling willy wonka games now uh, at jersey jack then uh, or stopped manufacturing them it, uh, all three models i don't think are, are uh, going are in production or um and there are no plans to no current plans to make any more willy wonka games so uh, if you didn't get one, uh, you wanted one and you didn't get one um, yet, then uh, you might find yourself in a bit of problem or a bit of trouble trying, trying to find any distributors who've got any in stock. Well, they are selling out the, very quickly. On the other hand, you might, they might still, it might not be available at the factory, but there might still be distributors that have uh, one or more in stock. But you might That's have right. to really look for them. So Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, I think um, I've seen several posts from distributors saying that uh, they, they had two, but um, as soon as this news came out, they, they, they sold out straight away, and they haven't got any more, and they don't, they're not expecting to get any more. Hmm. So, uh, mm, um, strange, but uh, I guess Guns N' Roses uh, at the new price is, is, uh, is a much higher profit margin than, uh, than Willy Wonka did, so they might as well concentrate on making those. Um, yeah, possibly. Uh, or, or if they do announce a new model of uh, Willy Wonka, they could um, uh, use the new Guns N' Roses prices. But we'll see. I mean, it's not. It wouldn't be the first time if we, that that we would see an extra model uh, come along after a couple of years at the Jersey Jack pinball. So, just put that over there. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, good timing there. As uh, uh, our Amazon delivery driver just turned up in the middle of the podcast, um, I ultra checked to, to see whether it was Gary, but uh, but it wasn't. So um, lucky for you. Yes, well, we'll we'll call him back later though and find out what's what's been going on. Yeah, that's it's well. Sti- still that's to Gary, come. Not the Amazon delivery driver. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, so so okay, now everybody wants to know what did the Amazon delivery driver deliver? Uh, well, I don't want to get too much off pinball, but uh, it is the most exciting delivery of a set of batteries for a Roomba um, vacuum cleaner, um, which is about 10 years old and needs new batteries before it will work. So uh, there you go. Hopefully, they that, will uh, Is that to store the memory of the vacuum cleaner? Um, to actually power it around the, the floor, um, so we can pick sure. up the dirt. Now um, we haven't finished with Jersey Jet Pinball, though. Um, no, 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 not so, yet. So distracted by uh, by knocking on the door. Um, yeah, there'll be a couple of code updates, um, both in this for, case for the newest game, Guns N' Roses. That is, that is indeed. Yeah, tenth um, of February, version one point one three of the software came out, which. Um, Enhance the the Scorbit integration, and um, also added some extra adjustments for adult content for those who uh, need to, for a sensitive nature and don't want uh, the full on um, experience. No, so, we, that, that's all we want. We want the full on experience. Everything. Well, you'd that, wouldn't you? But um, you can turn that down anyway. And previously, you could just turn everything down. And now they have separate controls over what songs, uh, videos, and callouts are played if you uh, want to make it more family friendly. And there's a bunch of bugs fixed in various uh, modes, really, which cause the game to crash. I wonder if, if if the game will call you if if you try to enable these uh, family friendly uh, settings that the game will call you a pussy or something. I don't know. That, that would be, be that would actually be very funny. <laughs> it would, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, some other bug fixes and things. Um, that was in one point one three, which came out on the tenth of February, as I said. And then the very next day, came out a bug fix for that one, which um, well, these are on top of it. Yeah, yeah. It was found very quickly and squashed the very next day with um, uh, with a, a fix for the Scorbit um, integration, um, which uh, which got a bit broken um, in the previous update and uh, was basically fixed. So version one point one four is the current one as of the time of this uh, this podcast, which is uh, the first of March. Right. And, okay. Uh, that's the uh, that's the code update excitement from Jersey Jack Pinball. Okay. So now we're moving on to Stern Pinball, and I have to say, the uh, the the biggest news from Stern Pinball left me a bit puzzled. <laughs> hey, very good. Yeah. Well, it, it, it left me in pieces. 
<laughs> Very good one. Yeah. So, uh, so what is the biggest news from Stern Pimble of this well, past month? The, the the latest news from our uh, our lifestyle um, global lifestyle, lifestyle brand brand yes is that they uh, like most global lifestyle brands they discovered that um, you make the most money not from the products not for which you're best known but from selling uh, you know, the various uh, merchandise based around it. And uh, rather than announcing any new pinballs, they've um, they've announced this month they're now selling uh, jigsaws. Yeah. Jigsaw puzzles, that is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, not not the ones you actually cut wood with or anything like that. But um, yeah, there are two puzzle, two jigsaw puzzles available. Uh, one a samurai uh, design from uh, Jesse Hernandez of Urban Aztec, who uh, right. is San Francisco uh, Bay Area artist. Right and um, another wizard puzzle, which uh, actually uses some some uh, zombie yeti artwork. I think we've seen before, but it's now printed onto a uh, a, a jigsaw puzzle. I, th- thousand, I think it was available on a on a t shirt or a hoodie, something like that earlier. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one before. I don't, um, I'm not sure about a samurai puzzle, but uh, they're both stone branded anyway. And um, yeah, nice pieces of artwork. A thousand piece puzzles available through the Stern Pinball Shop. For $24.99. What? Yeah. For, well, for, 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 for a broken up piece of cardboard? Yeah, it's only, what is it? Um, sorry, tw- uh, two, two cents, two and a half cents per piece. It's a bargain. I suppose it is. Yeah, okay, exactly. So. Yeah, you, you can make those into keychains or anything. So uh, anyway, go to, go to shop.sternpinball.com and you can uh, check those two out. And I don't know whether you order them directly from Stern. You can certainly put them in the cart from Stern. And uh, then you have to pay international shipping. But I don't suppose that the, the, uh, your distributors will necessarily carry those. You'll probably have to get them directly from Stern. And yeah. um, it may actually be the case, as with some of these products, that they, they're not shipped from Stern either. They're actually shipped from a, a fulfillment company who, or the, the, the manufacturer of the, of the puzzles themselves. Yeah, who, who, well, yeah. Um, don't want to, sound, want to sound negative, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're just being shipped from Stern because they're too cheap to hire an, a, 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 a company to handle that kind of shipments for them. But then again, uh, I mean, it's all in... in uh, you do merchandise to make money and getting a uh, um, fulfillment company, those are charging money too. Of course, but they, you know, Stern aren't building these these puzzles themselves. So no, okay, but, but they can ship them, couldn't they? Yeah. So oh well, we leave that yeah. up to them. And um, well, you have to bear um, in mind that um, that you know Dave Peterson who. Uh, Peterson Hagerty, who uh, came in as an investor into the company, now his background is in is in saving um, Harley Davidson. So another company where you know not not many people can actually afford to buy a Harley Davidson uh, brand new machine, but they the can afford to buy a Harley Davidson puzzle. Jigsaw That's puzzle. right. We buy Harley Davidson fridge magnets, um, jackets, caps, glasses. Yeah. Is, you know, you name it. You can buy all that stuff as, as a lifestyle brand, um, and there's a certain advantage to doing that kind of stuff. You know, now, Harley Davidson that that is a brand that I would consider a global lifestyle brand. 
Well, yes, it's uh, it's got a, a, an iconic brand and, uh, and a long history, which uh, Stone Pinball doesn't doesn't have the same oh. kind of cachet attached to it at the moment. No, but far you know, f- far from it, you know. Okay, so um, well, that's kind of why you know they're like they're plugging, uh, helping to plug the thirty years of Stone Pinball, suggesting it had a the actual brand itself had a much longer life. And uh, it's more historic than um, than having started in uh, 1999, as I actually did. Right. Yes. Um, well, speaking of that, um, on, a, on a little side note, um, oh. Zach Sharp, who is uh, Stern's marketing uh, manager, uh, I think that's his uh, official title, uh, he was recently interviewed um, uh, on camera uh, for a video for... Geek Azine, um, right. which is in a um, well, it's a it's a rather interesting uh, video. Um, um, not sure whether I should say this, but uh, I thought it was rather amusing to see how Zach was uh, telling the viewers that Stern Pinball has been bringing the most fun uh, pinball machines to the world uh, for the past thirty years, and I will basically was wondering how can you say that with a straight face. <laughs> Well, there's your proof. Um, and, and talking of uh, of um, Zach, um, he was also, I believe, interviewed as part of an, an Intergame article, Intergame Online article, which is the Intergame right. zine. Yeah. Um, there's him, there's Michael Grant, and uh, um, there's uh, I don't know, Jack, I think, from Jersey Jack Pinball. Uh, let me oh. guess, it's, it's about the resurgence of pinball. Funnily enough, yes, it was about the... Uh, the way that pinball has had a resurgence during lockdown, yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, right now, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna pull a stop to that. Yeah. I say we're not going to discuss or talk about the resurgence in pinball unless operators on location are actually saying there is a resurgence in pinball, and then we're talking about operators that are actually making money on pinball. Yeah, well, Intergame, of course, is a is a, is a trade magazine, so it's um, it's a yeah, big okay, but but, there. but but one thing that's interesting in in that article, if if nothing else, was the fact that it did say um, one of the one of the manufacturers, I think it may have been American Pimple, said that there had been a number of cancellations from operators um, in in the pandemic, and, but it, of course that had been more than taken up by sales to the home. Yes, but that's not... That's not a surprise, but it's the first time I've seen anybody actually admit that operator sales have declined. Yeah, and... And we all know it, but but no matter... No, we all know it, but but, uh, the industry is trying to cover it up. Everybody's saying, like, look, there's a resurgence, we're selling more games. Yes, to homeowners, to to people having an arcade in their basement or a, a private game room. As long as pinball on location is not going up, and we're not talking about barcades or or beercades or what have you that are that 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 focus on pinball, yes, those are there too. But unless the casual operator that used to operate pinball and ditched it some time ago because of what making any money and he's not getting back into pinball, there's no such thing as a resurgence. Yes, you're selling more pinball machines to home uh, collectors but it's not to the market that the games were intended for in the first place. So I wouldn't call it a resurgence, although, yes, the numbers of manufacturing are up. There's still 
nothing close to what we've seen in the in the early nineties in the Adams family days. No, it's a it's a shift. So so who are we kidding? Um well I guess you you have to com- have to compare like with like. You know, a year ago or slightly more than a year ago, that's the market we were looking at, rather than well, we're right, talking yeah, about resurgence, okay, so, right. talking about where we were pre-pandemic. Well, ten, and where ten we years are ago, now. ten years ago, three hundred games of a production run was a was it was a big run, and then we're talking like titles like NBA and and CSI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. If People if you look at that, if you look at that, then there's a uh, there's a resurgence. But as long as you're not getting close to twenty thousand games of a certain title, I don't think it's a resurgence yet. Yes, you're doing better than ten years ago, but it's still way worse than it used to be. Yeah. Well, we have to take the gains as we find them, and uh, we have you have to start from where you are and, and build on that. So yeah, it, it is yeah, worth, okay, but 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 you also have to to look at things like okay, yes, we used to build five thousand games of each title, and then we got down to three hundred, and there was the same company. Yeah. So if you look at where you're coming from, you came from where it was successful, and yet somewhere along the line something went wrong. And I'm not pointing any fingers to who did something wrong, where or what, but. Um, I think it's a little bit ridiculous to speak of a resurgence when you're nothing close to what it used to be. Well, we'll have to see what happens once the locations start opening up again and uh, operators start getting back into the market for buying games. Because if they come back and uh, buy in the, in the quantities they were buying before the pandemic, and all those people who got in during the pandemic continue to buy new games, then the, the whole market as a whole has taken a, a big leap upwards, a big step over the past year. Right, but, but then happen, okay, but, but, it, but it might. Well, but then there's another interesting situation because, as we know, uh, Gary Stern announced, I think it was last year, that they had a backlog of five thousand games. Mm. With the recent price hike, I don't know where the number comes from, but apparently the five thousand number was dropped. It's now only three thousand, but that basically means that Stern has a backlog of three thousand games to produce, which includes. Uh, uh, all the titles as well. Um, But that basically means that whenever the pandemic ends and operators want to buy new games, they're at the back of the list. So Mm. they're not going to... Stern can't keep up with demand. So the only companies that are going to um, uh, profit from an increase in demand for new pinball titles are the ones that can deliver immediately. Yes, that's true, and that, that uh, rules out um, Jersey Jack Pinball as well, because they, they're obviously well behind with their, with their um, Guns N' Roses game. Right, although I can see how that would be a popular title for operators. Oh, it would, definitely. Um, it would do very well, I'm sure, in location, but if they're sold out for the next six months or more, then that's not going to help, as you say. The same problem with Stern. Uh, yeah. American Pinball should be able to benefit from that, because they, they have the capability, I think, to produce games yeah. very quickly. Well, we can rule out Spooky as well, because, well, yeah. Rick and Morty already completely sold out, and we still have to wait and see whenever they announce their their new title, and what happens with that. If that's a license and it goes the same route as Rick and Morty, then uh, then they're busy for the next two years. So, so um, an opportunity there for any new company to get into the market, if there's... Uh, if, the if they have production. Players, yeah, if the major players are sort of uh, log-jammed, 
with with old orders or existing yeah. orders, then uh, and people want games now. Who are they right. going to go to? Well, at, at, I have to agree with you there. Um, American Pinball with Hot Wheels, uh, which everybody is saying is a surprisingly fun game, have the best uh, cards in their hands, so it seems. Whenever operators are looking for a new game, then that's probably the game that they might turn to. Yep, and uh, although we have actually covered American Pinball before, I should uh, probably add that they've been doing a... Uh, an impressive amount of uh, social media and um, promotion of, of locations who are uh, who are offering Hot Wheels as well on their Facebook page and and probably on Instagram as well. Although I uh, tend not to not to use that too much unless I absolutely have to. But yeah, there've been been lots of places um, that have been highlighted on the, on the American Pinball Facebook page saying this location is open and they have Hot Wheels game and here's a picture of it and. Uh, so basically supporting the operators who are putting the games out there. Right, okay. So, sorry for the slight detour. No, um, no. Yeah, okay. So we were uh, discussing Stern Pinball, yep. uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, obviously, their latest game is Led Zeppelin, um, which re did receive a code update, uh, uh, version 0.95. Uh, what can you tell us about it, Martin? Uh, well, quite a big update, actually. Um, it's obviously, as you said, it's their current game, fa still fairly recent, but um, there have been, been quite been a lot of changes to it over the last few updates. All have been fairly major. The last one um, added some some new um, some new modes. Added a, a new mothership multi-ball mini wizard mode and a new final mode as well, which um, which consists of uh, two stages: a six-ball multi-ball. Followed by as soon as you drain down to one ball, it goes into a second phase, which is a timed mode where you need to keep making shots in order to keep the timer going. So mm. that sounds like quite quite fun. But that's all added into the latest version, 0.95, as, uh, as well as um, some fixes to some bugs on the lighting and display and sound effects, and um, some changes to the rules for the for the um, new top of the charts mode, which we announced. Last, well, we uh, told you about last month. We didn't announce it. They did. Um, if you've been following the game closely, you'll know there's been quite a few issues with the electric magic device, which is the, the sort of spinner magnet combo, which rises up out of the playfield. Yeah, and that's been, only on the premium and the uh, LE models. Absolutely right. Yeah, there's been issues with the the spinner on that getting stuck, um, and also um, the the front edge of the the top surface getting dented when the when it's hit by the ball as it's as it's rising or lowering. So um, there are various fixes in uh, in development for that. Uh, the spinner itself, I think, has some issues in that um, you you can it's possible when the ball when the thing is lowering down or, or rising up. If you shoot a ball at it, it can hit the spinner at the kind of at the pivot point rather than at the bottom edge where it spins, so it hits it in the middle, right. uh, which, which can then bend the arms and cause the spinner not to spin properly. Um, right. So that's a bit of a problem. So I think there's... A, a uh, bit of a problem. It's a major design flaw, I'd say. Well, it's um, it's something which they haven't really done, haven't really experienced before. Now, the ways around that, which a uh, major way would be to only raise or lower the electric mag magic device when the ball is not at the flippers or um, is in a lock. Yeah, but uh, doesn't it lower during a multi-ball as well? Um, I think only when you're down to one ball, I think. 
So, but it, it, it could stay up. I mean, um, I'm trying to think of another game, but there's, there, there are games where um, uh, it will only move a device like that when it's, it either senses the ball is in a lock or is in the pot bumpers or at the top of the playfield or somewhere like that, somewhere where you're not going to shoot the ball into it, basically. Right. Yeah. So that, that's a software fix they can do, and it's being worked can, can, Richie posted it, about as well, saying would, they are working on that. On that. Can, can they speed up the motor that, that is lowering... Uh, the, well, the, the device. I, I, uh, I'm sure they're, they're moving it as quickly as they can. And there are obvious dangers to what happens if, if you're driving it too fast and you shoot a ball at it, and it gets trapped. You know, um, right. top yeah. top top uh, level of it gets trapped on top of the ball. Are you going to break the whole device by doing that? So, you need to be quite careful. It's kind of like the Ringmaster device, I suppose, isn't it? In um, in Circus Voltaire. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to. You only raise and lower that when you, when you know where the ball is, you know, and you know it's not going to be shot at it. So um, right. that's that's something they can do in software. But uh, there's plenty of other things we're getting on with that. Um, so that, anyway, we were talking about code updates, and that was the latest code update, 0.95, as you said, um, from the 16th of, uh, of February for Led Zeppelin. There'll be more coming um, probably quite quite frequently um, over the next uh, next few weeks. Right. Okay. So, um, well, uh, continuing on the uh, subject of code updates, um, I'd say we uh, we jump over to Multimorphic. Right. Yes. Um, well, I think uh, this is pr- pretty much the, the the Nick Baldridge show really this month because he's been busy um, doing code updates for his Ranger in the Ruins game. Mm-hmm. There've been t- two of those. Um, the first was right at the beginning of the month on the first of February, which. Uh, added a wizard mode and an end to the game, as well as adding Twitch Connect support, which is something which we've seen uh, from Multimorphic in the past, which allows you to, allows um, people to, to comment and, and, and always control the game to an extent through through Twitch. And um, that was the 1st of February. And then uh, a couple of bugs introduced with that, which were fixed in version 2.001 on the 9th of February, 2021. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Um, so yeah, and Nick uh, Baldrich is also working on a new game, which um, supposedly is going to use the height playfield module, and we're still waiting for more details on that. But uh, that is something to look forward to. Yeah. Obviously, if you have the highest module uh, and you can use it to play a different game, um, well. I'd say, why not? You know, um, it will be interesting to see whether it actually has something to do with the heist theme, or whether it's just using the layout, but nothing, not using the city or or anything like that. Mm, yeah, it's um, it is quite quite heavily branded around the the actual city and and the various locations where the heist game takes place, but. Um, I don't think it'd be that difficult to to come up with a new storyline using all those same locations. So. Uh, Let's see what what Nick comes up with. Um, no, as you say, no details on on when it's going to be available, but uh, he is working on it. He's announced. Right. Okay. So um, uh, that was all the news actually I could find for um, for Multimorphic for the past month. Um, obviously, they're in Texas too, so mm. let's hope that the weather didn't get the best of them. Yeah, I'm sure it would have impacted on uh, on on travel because they're they're just north of Austin, so that whole area has been uh, been pretty heavily impacted by the uh, the cold weather and snow 
So, uh, yeah, but as I said earlier, you know, temperatures are way back up to where they, they uh, are expected to be this time of year now. So things should be back. Uh, fingers crossed it hasn't impacted on uh, the delivery of existing games uh, or the uh, uh, supply lines too much. Right. Now, speaking of supply lines, um, nice bridge to Spooky Pinball, who's being supplied with the um, uh, multimorphic board sets uh, that they are using in their games, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct, yeah. Yeah, they're using the P-Rock or P3-Rock on their game. Right. Um, okay, so and the company... Congrat- uh, congratulations are in order, I'd say. Absolutely, yeah. A little late, delayed congratulations, but uh, we we, we can uh, congratulate them on uh, being eight years old as of the 1st of February. Well, congratulations, well done. Yeah, so uh, celebrations there. And uh, but also some sad news, I suppose, um, regarding well, I suppose the, the thing which which uh, kickstarted it all was uh, their podcast, which um, Charlie and Katie and, and family had been doing, and um, started eleven years ago. And uh, on on which, um, incidentally, uh, Jersey Jack Pimple was announced ten years ago. Right. Uh, so... Well, that that unfortunately. Has uh, has now come to an end as a podcast after eleven right. years. After exactly after eleven years, um, yes, um, it's not completely the end of it in the sense no. that uh, they might occasionally do another podcast. But uh, so far, they have been doing it uh, for eleven years in a row without skipping a single month, which is yep. quite an accomplishment. It is, yeah. Um, future um, plans are to do uh, YouTube based video. Um, well, broadcasts, I suppose. Yeah, which but, sort of makes sense because obviously the audience over there might be larger. Um, yeah, but also you know people like to listen to listen to podcasts, I suppose, uh, rather than watch them. You know, listen to them on the way into work uh, or on their commute, and don't necessarily have the ability to to watch or indeed the, the desire, unless you've actually got something something good to show. It's something yeah. which, uh, which we've discussed a few times so whether we could do this as a, as a, as a video version. But uh, yeah. uh, well, who, who want to watch us? Yeah. So, uh, well, oh no, yeah. There's plenty of people who want to, who definitely would want to watch us. And let's not get ahead of ourselves. Really? But we have something in development. Oh, we did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you more about it later. <laughs> I look forward to, to hearing all about it. But uh, in the meantime, as, as we said before, Spooky Pinball. Very busy making uh, lots and lots of Rick and Morty games, and um, don't have a the, the subsequent title announced yet. Yeah. So, and um, uh, any any upswing for the Wisconsin weather taking a hike to Texas? Was it the Texas weather in at Wisconsin uh, at the same time, or didn't doesn't it work like that? Uh, I don't think so. I think um, well, I, I heard that. Um, in Chicago, certainly, uh, or that, that, that the Greater Chicago area, they had very deep snow at the same time that Texas had it as well. So, oh, okay. I, so. I know, I know they're in Wisconsin and not in Illinois, but it's, uh, it's you know, it's uh, they don't get that great a lake effect on that side, I don't think. So they will still be having uh, the same kind of weather up in uh, up in Benton. Right. Okay. So, well. Um... Multi more or sorry, Spooky Pinball yet have to come out with their first uh, uh, video podcast or whatever you want to call it. So we haven't seen it yet, uh, but we obviously look forward to it. Yeah, good. We'll, we'll wish them good luck with their uh, their future 
future venture. So um, let's move um, something to somewhere a little closer to, to home, and particularly closer to your home, Ooh. and um, look at what uh, Barry and co. at Dutch Pinball have been up to. Um, I believe you have been uh, paying them a visit. I have, yes. Can't and talk about it. Mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Um, no, no, uh, oh, there's, there's probably um, something I can uh, discuss about that. Yes, um, I visited the new facility of Dutch Pinball, which is, um, I think, five times the size of uh, the, the location that they uh, were in, uh, well, basically uh, a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I was there... Um, uh, I think two weeks ago, um, they had, uh, well, obviously Big Lebowski is still uh, in production and uh, the company is, is, is doing very well. Uh, they are expanding on the, um, uh, well, in several areas, I'd say. Uh, obviously, they have people um, uh, working on the assembly line, but uh, they have now gotten to the size where they actually also need to hire people to do the administration and and uh, 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 yeah, all that kind of stuff kind of thing yeah yeah so okay. um, they need to know payroll and uh, taxes and uh, dealing with sickness and all that kind of stuff and, and yeah 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 and they're still looking to expand i believe so um if you're fancying a job in pinball assembly then uh dutch pinball could be a a good place for you to um, to try your luck, and it shouldn't be that difficult, I suppose. Um, is, but is, uh, no. speaking Dutch be a requirement? Do you think? No, I think speaking English. Um, wow, that yeah. that should be good enough. So, um, and um, um, well, there's not much else to report, or at least. Well, there's plenty to report that I can't report on. So that's <laughs> all the off-the-record stuff and the top secrets that they told me and showed me. And, um, yeah, that's all uh, sticking with me and not, not telling anybody. Sure, sure. Um, oh, well, we can, we can uh, reveal that um, they now have somebody handling uh, frontline support for the company, um, Renz, who uh, people, certainly on Pinside, will be familiar as, uh, as a friend of Barry's and a regular... Um, as I say, visitor to something. Right. He is now offering uh, part-time support um, through email mainly, but also occasionally on. Uh, he, he will do it through Pinside, but he would he would prefer that you, you emailed him at support at dutchpinball dot com for any any issues with existing um, uh, the Big Lebowski games. Um, so it's nice that, uh, that he will be able to handle that, and Barry can get on with with doing the, the many other aspects of the company that we just uh, spoke about, as well as uh, you know, working on development of uh, future games and uh, making sure that, uh, that the production line is up and running and well supplied and that the, those, all those early achievers who are yet to, achieve, yet to uh, receive their games... Yeah, uh, including myself. Including yourself, yeah. ...actually get to, uh, get, to get their, their, their games in a, in a timely manner. Right. Yeah, so, uh, well, they're working on it, and, um, um, yeah, at the tip of my tongue, there's stuff that I want to say that I'm realizing was told to me off the record, so I can't say anything about it, but, uh, but obviously, Dutch Pinball, um, 
they just want to want to make sure that they deliver the games as as quickly as possible to those who is who are owed the game, and on top of that, to everybody else who is currently ordering uh, games because that's also still continuing. So, yeah, sure, yep. Um, okay, well, um, talking of uh, companies who, uh, who are hoping to make games. Um, then let's uh, let's have a look at um, hop back across the pond and um, talk about uh, the, the title called the, the Pun Factory, which we've uh, which we've talked about before and we've seen videos and uh, pictures and reports about, uh, and that, that's from the company Pinball Adventures and uh, and they've been uh, they've been putting some more media out there for people to enjoy. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Not sure whether enjoy is the <laughs> right word. <laughs> Well, no, but sure they put it out for people to enjoy, whether they enjoyed it or not is another another question. Yeah. Okay, fair point, I suppose. Um, but yes, um, the um, uh, on their YouTube channel, um, they uh, uploaded, I think, the, the past month, three new videos. Um, I think uh, two about the rules and gameplay of uh, Pony Factory. And there's also one about engineering, mm -hmm. uh, the engineering of the game. Um, it's a, a, um, the, the, the style of editing is a bit um, too much for, for my personal taste, I suppose. Um, I mean, it's... Uh, well, you have to... to look and see for yourself so just look up uh, pinball adventures on uh, on youtube you find their youtube channel channel and uh, that there's uh, these videos with the main character of the game and um, um on one hand i appreciate that they're trying to do it in a certain setting which is suitable to the game and on the other hand um, <laughs> Come it's on. a bit, it, it's a bit painful to watch it at times, I'd say. And uh, there, yeah, okay. So I said it, but uh, obviously, I still wish them all the best. Um, it's nice to see that uh, um, uh, Roman and the rest of Team Pinball are being uh, uh, introduced as uh, the design team mm. uh, behind the Punny Factory and what they came up with, what the goal was, and uh, and so on. Yeah, and, and Dave Sanders as well, getting uh, credit for the uh, for the playfield design. Right. And, um, um, well, we'll still have to wait and see whenever they are ready to uh, uh, to go into production. But uh, for now, the videos are um, um, a way to, to keep people informed, I suppose. Yes, as... Um I think looking on their website at the moment, on the uh, Pinball Adventures um, website, which is pinballbuzz.com, um, you can you can read about the the journey as it, as it is to uh, to production, and the intention is I think to produce at least ten uh, or nine maybe it is videos. Um, although the first one seems to be split into two, so for a second I was afraid you were going to say games instead of. <laughs> Well, there's quite a, quite a lengthy um, number of games as well they, that they've been working on, or or have in the pipeline, um, almost as many as uh, as Deep Root, but not quite. But um, yes, yeah, so the intention is to produce a lot of, a lot of these videos, um, and also presumably at some point actually produce some games as well. 
but they are um, they are quite in, in, interesting. I, I would say they're well produced in terms of the technical quality. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I think a very uh, love it or hate it presentational style. And um, to me, I I couldn't watch any of them all the way through. They just got too too grating on me, which is a shame because um, the game yeah, but, is well, quite reasonable. But yeah, but if 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 the uh, the main character of the videos is also the main character in the game, that might actually hurt uh, people enjoying gameplay. Well, it might do. depends on how how in your face it is. But with with the with a video, it's um, you've only got the you know the pictures and the audio. And the, and the audio there can be um, quite grating, I found. Whereas it, with the game, you, you have a lot more to it, I think, than uh, than, than watching a video. So I'm hoping the game's uh, more more enjoyable than the videos were. So I don't think they're doing themselves any favours with those videos, but they are at least showing the, the amount of effort and the amount of um, development that goes well, into them. Um, if that is an indication of how well the uh, the, the video interaction uh, in the game will be, then that's a good sign, I suppose. Yeah, well, they obviously have a, a lot of um, lot of talent and a lot of effort that they're putting into the video. So hopefully that, that is reflected in the, in the game as well. Yeah. Right. So, um, trying to see... Um, I suppose that's all the news there is from um, Pinball Adventures. I think it is, yeah. So let's, um, let's head off to the other side of the world and go and see what's, uh, what's going on with, with another title which we are eagerly awaiting, uh, we're, we're waiting delivery of, I should say, and that is with, with Haggis Pinball and their Celt game. Right. Now, I think, think you have some news about uh, what's been going on from Haggis. Do I? Oh, don't you? Okay. And... Uh, <laughs> Moving on then. Um, no, I mean, do I? Oh boy, do I! <laughs> oh, do you? Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I, oh, I okay. do. I'll well, back. there was a um, an update from Damien from Haggis at the uh, beginning of February. Um, it, uh, that was his first update uh, this year, and so mm. far as I can see, also his only one. And um, summarizing, it comes down to that uh, parts for production have been ordered. And he was hoping to build three Kels games, which should be finished uh, by the end of February. Obviously, that just passed, but we have no idea whether they actually uh, was able to build these games or whether there were some more delays. Hmm. Yeah, we, but uh, uh, he did. Well, obviously, he's looking to build more games, uh, but he didn't want to um, put down a timeline down. Um, yes, we know what happens when people put timelines down. Yeah, usually that doesn't uh, work for the best. So, um, but that, that's basically it, and uh, we're still waiting to see whether those uh, three games were built, and if not, hopefully they're ready, uh, ready soon. Um, we also have no idea how many games were actually ordered. Um, let's hope that those three games is not the entire production. <laughs> no, no, I, I doubt that. I'm sure. I'm sure. Any game is always going to have, you know, at least twenty buyers, simply for the for the rarity value of it, if, if nothing else. Um, I know games that went into production and never got to that number. What recently? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, oh, but I don't want to discredit are, any uh, any company or or design no, team or what have you. So. Anybody, but uh, okay. Well, I yeah. thought, well, I, I would have thought that um, 
if you know it's, it's going to be a very short run, then there's a, there's a, a certain aspect to, to owning a rare game that, that gives it the extra impetus to buy it. But um, right, but but but, <laughs> but but if it's a if it's a game that is not received very well, then it, apparently it doesn't matter how rare it is, and still nobody wants it. Okay, and seriously, I'm not trying to put down anybody in particular, but no, no, um, I, and I think I know who you're talking about anyway. But uh, okay, so so we don't know um, how many haggis of pinball are going to make, but um, they're they're continuing, and they're not. Well, they did put a. a, a end of February marker down in the sand saying they hope to build three by then, but you know, no one's going to hold them to that. And, um, the important thing is that they, they build. Well, the people that bought those three games might hold them to it, but well, um, yeah, it's not like, um, they had a, uh, uh, an invoice that said we will deliver this game by the end of February or anything like that. I don't think. No, no, no. Sure. So, um, now moving from Haggis, uh, it's, uh, well, uh, let, let's see what's in the area going on. Uh, Home Pin Factory, um, there's not much news to report, actually. Um, they've been mostly busy uh, with, with these belly transformer assemblies um, uh, that uh, were... Um, well, they're basically being produced. Uh, it's a replacement for your uh, belly transformer, and... Uh, it makes me wonder, like, okay, if you have a game, then it usually comes with a transformer. Why would there not be a transformer? But apparently, there's a market for them. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought transformers the kind of things which fail very often, unless they get you know, wet or damp or physically damaged in some way. Because uh, you know they well, they only consist of coils and plates uh, in, in a former, so there's not a lot to go wrong with them. Unless the, right. the, the coils short out for some reason, and that normally doesn't happen unless, as, as I say, they get some kind of physical damage. But, as you say, you know, if he's building them, then there's probably a demand for them. But it's um, kind of disappointing in a way that uh, since the move from uh, from China, that they haven't actually started, well, I don't seem to have got into building any more pinball machines, and, you know, complete machines. Now, the China Zombie yeah. was... Um, there well, is some... There is some news about that, but um, um, the last time I talked to Mike, there was off-the-record info, and I haven't received an uh, okay to make uh, that content uh, or or that news um, available yet. So, uh, so I know he's been working. He has been working on pinball, um, but I can't discuss it yet. Uh, I was hoping to be able to. Uh, no cajole you into uh, spilling the beans on that or at least dropping yeah. the hint but okay fair enough so, uh, so anyway that the only thing uh, the only fear that I have is and um, I'm, it's probably not a surprise but now that they're based in Taiwan um, I doubt whether the, uh, the the China Zombies game that they were working on is actually going to be a a title that's actually going to be in production. Well, why I just have to. Uh, uh, well, uh, Taiwan and uh, China don't have the best relationships, and um, I think China is seeing Taiwan as a um, uh, what do you call it, uh, a state of of China or whatever. Yeah, not sure uh, whatever it is. Um, so um, I I. I I'm not saying it's completely. Um, let's put it like this. I'm 
I don't expect that game to be further developed. Uh, and that's just pure, um, a, um, what, what do you call that, um, speculation. Right, not, not to bring out a, an English language version of it then, you don't think? Because um, yeah. that's the original plan, wasn't it? There was going to be, a, no, China Zombies was going to be the, for the Chinese market, but there would also be an English language version of it. I don't even think there's going to be a Chinese version at this point. I think that's just a title that was in development, and I think they they put it on the shelf, and who knows, it might never come off. Well, that would be a shame. Then, we'll, then we look forward, in that case, to, to seeing what what Title 3, or production Title 2, actually is on right. Thunderbirds. You know, want to see, want to see them producing pinball games, come on. Oh yeah, no, I, I agree with you, and I hopefully hopefully they can uh, get to production soon. So, um, um, let, uh, hopefully, okay. Let's see if we can have um, uh, if I can reach out to Mike. Yes, yeah, uh, hopefully on our next podcast. Come on. Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, that would be uh, could be interesting. Yeah. Okay. No promises, but we'll do our best to get Mike Kalinowski. Um, on uh, our our March recap, right. So um, then there is uh, Pinball Brothers. Yes. Um, well, obviously they are uh, doing the um, the Alien game, uh, which was the Highway Pinball game from before. Um, now they they have apparently shipped two sample games to Coin Taker in the US, who mm-hmm. are there kind of like the I wouldn't say the major distributor. They're probably the, the kind of uh, the, the gateway for for their sales into North America and at the moment, I think uh, the rest of the world, because they're, they're they're sort of spearheading the 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 release of the Alien game, of the Alien remake, and uh, so those two games uh, are apparently on their way to Coin Taker, probably being delayed by you know weather, COVID, plague, uh, you name it. Um, but they will get there, and they are going there to be evaluated, and for any suggestions to be uh, to be fed back to Pinball Brothers about exactly um, whether the game is ready to sell as it is, or whether it needs some some adjustments. Um, personally, I encourage those type of um, uh, testing. I'd say. Yeah, well, it's good news that they're not just shipping a product and saying there it is, take it or leave it. And they're saying, okay, here's what we are proposing. What do you think? Um, and then they're open to changes. As, right. as you mentioned before, they were going to get the, the game manufactured in Italy. Um, that, we're not sure whether that's still the case. probably is. But um, the, the invoices that we talked about uh, before with, uh, with Haggis uh, about uh, the fact that they haven't put a, an absolute, absolute deadline on the invoice when the game's going to be um, delivered... But whereas uh, with Pinball Brothers, I think uh, the ones that have sold so far, the Alien games sold for, uh, seem to have a, uh, a Q2 of 2021 on the invoice, indicating hmm. the game would be delivered by the end of June. Uh, if it's right. still in evaluation and in suggestion and not in production... Uh, that seems very ambitious. It does seem ambitious, yes. Um, Especially... Not, not the first if- time. From yeah, pinball but, manufacturers in general, not not pinball brothers in general, who have been uh, who have been restrained, I would say, so far in um, saying it will be ready when it's ready and and not uh, not pushing it. But yeah, 
Um, but, but. Also, seriously, fingers crossed. Um, here we're dealing with a contract manufacturer in Italy who mm -hmm. have never ever produced pinball before. So I really hope this will work out uh, yeah. in a good way. Uh, because everybody uh, uh, not into pinball production seems to think that it's not a big deal. Um, and then they find out it actually is. It's the biggest deal of, of all of it. You know, actually designing a game and and doing the, the software and the and the and the assets is probably I don't know sixty percent of the game. All those parts, but actually building it is the other forty percent, and it's where the, it's where you you know you you live or die really by whether you can build the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you cannot build it, you have no product. It doesn't matter how complete your your uh, package. Yeah, well, the the prototype is only phase one. So, yeah, well, uh, no, building hand building games is nothing like mass manufacturing a game, as uh, so, anybody manufacturing knows. So, yeah, uh, it's so. the same kind of thing that uh, we've seen with. Well, it's the same going all the Ask way. Ask Andrew Highway. Oh yeah, well, I was actually going to go back to. Um, to deep root because they they had to man hand manufacture some games so they could get them submitted for CE and UL certification, but those aren't the, those aren't ma aren't mass manufactured games. They right. are they are hand built, and um, they will need to make some changes on that as well. And that and that would impact on how they mass manufacture it. But anyway, don't get too too bogged down in that part part of it because everybody who who gets into running a pimple company knows that uh, the manufacturing is a difficult part, and they will uh, be happy to explain it to you if you ask them, I'm sure. Right, okay. So, I guess this rounds up the uh, the pinball industry news for, as far as pinball manufacturing goes. Oh, right. Okay. Um, well, in that case, you know what let's, we do. Let, let's get, finally, get Gary Flower on yeah, the phone. Yeah, excellent. Okay, give him a call, see what happens. Well, there hasn't been much news, so I'm sure he'll have a lot of upcoming information. You have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. You've got to be kidding. If oh, you feel no. you have reached a really? recording what? error, please check the number and try your call please again. I do. Seriously, it's the number that I am always calling him on. I, I mean, I only have one one of it. I only have one number for Gary Flower, and uh, this is the number that I've I've talked been, to him. Been cut off since so, called you earlier. Wow. Um, I apologize. Um, we try to to fix this on uh, and and get Gary on uh, on our next episode. I didn't expect this to happen. I'm oh. very very sorry. You tried. Yeah. Oh well. Um, do you have other news? Well, only really about um, about various shows that are coming up. Um, it's now that vaccination's going out uh, for for COVID. I don't want to get too um, medical and all this because it's, there's not other places where you can get that kind of information. Um, there are other shows that you know, uh, have a glimmer of hope that are actually going to take place. Um, the the Pintastic New England show, which uh, was going to be taking place um, in, uh, I think it was the, uh, the end of the spring, uh, that's, that's pushed itself back now to the fall uh, or the autumn of 2021. They haven't actually announced dates yet, but um, it's starting to get a bit of a crowded, um, crowded time. Fall. Yeah, yeah, fall. Yeah, sorry, a crowded um, calendar really for for the um, for the autumn of uh, this year because um, the Southern Fry 
Game Room Expo has also uh, been rescheduled, and that's now the 20th to 22nd of September uh, 2021. Obviously, this is um, in the uh, uh, in the US. So, uh, but um, as is Pintastic, but mm-hmm. uh, the in the UK we've actually got a couple of shows coming up: um, mm. East Anglian Pinball Show, otherwise known as the Swayze Show, which is just basically it's a pub. We, we bring along a bunch of pinball machines, stick them in the back room, um, drink lots of beer, play lots of pinball, um, hold a raffle for charity, raise lots of money, um, have a fun weekend. That's it. Uh, that, Get drunk. Yeah, well, right, uh, optional. Uh, that's, the, that's the 2nd to the 4th of July, 2021. So that's it. Okay. We actually have in this country now a, uh, a plan for getting out of um, lockdown. And the the seventeenth, I think, seventeenth of May is the date where all these kind of things can can uh, reopen, which includes our pinball club um, at Flip Out London. So we will be open from the twentieth of May. That's the plan. Um, this is all adjustable. You know, if, if there's another outbreak or the uh, a new variant of uh, COVID crops up and causes problems, then that may be pushed back. But so we have the East Anglian Pinball Show, and and the U- major UK show, UK Pinfest, is is still scheduled to go ahead on the August twenty seventh to 29th. Okay, um, well that's good news. Yeah, we'll, um, perhaps we'll see you over there for that. I don't. Well, that depends on whether uh, flying into the UK will be easy. Um, for now, that's actually made rather difficult. You you really need to have a, a good reason to uh, to go there. And you need to quarantine yourself. Uh, um, I think once you get there, and also when you get back. So hopefully that won't be necessary. No, that's all kind of reliant on that kind of thing having uh, having been done and people having been vaccinated by then. But uh, yeah, because obviously we we will want to be looking to go to well over here in the UK. Want to be going to, to European shows as well, and uh, hopefully there'll be a, a Dutch Pinball Open Expo this year in uh, november but uh hopefully do you, um, you know anything about that yeah i do um can you tell us we, about it? <laughs> well the only thing i can tell you is that the uh, the organizing team have sort of uh, reached out to each other um on um, uh, we have the service that we use this, this sort of group chat that, that yeah. we use uh-huh. and uh so um here in the Netherlands, uh, we have uh, slowly started vaccinating uh, people, but I think at the moment it's unclear how far we'll be and whether that will allow big events. Um, right. And what way, how, how um, we're still trying to figure out what to do. How can you be sure that the people coming to the event are uh, vaccinated? And uh, because obviously, uh, we don't know how how things will develop in 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 that area. Uh, we're picking up the pace with vaccinations, but apparently, people that have uh, received the vaccine might still be a carrier for the virus and give it to someone who has not been vaccinated. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, we are we are doing pretty well in this country, I have to say, with with vaccination. We haven't been very good in various other areas of. Uh, of COVID, but uh, as far as vaccination goes, we've uh, we got more. Well, you did very well in the numbers. I think you were number one in Europe. Well, we have over twenty million now vaccinated. 
And um, that's also a number one in Europe, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, but um, but no, by November, who knows what the situation is going to be? It's very difficult to say, isn't it? And uh, you obviously have a plan for that kind of thing, and uh, that, that's difficult. So I understand if it's if it, as a group you come to a conclusion that's impossible to say at this stage, or possible to say in time for that kind of uh, event planning. And just decide to, to pull the plug and, until next year. But uh, well, um, unlike last year, last year we had an event in place that that we actually had to pull the plug on. Yeah. So far for this year, uh, we have nothing in place so to to pull the plug on unless we decide like let's go for it. But we haven't decided to go for it yet. Right. Okay. Fine. Well, um, all I can say as a blatant plug then is um, keep an eye on uh, on the pinball news. Um, diary of events and as soon as uh, I'm, I'm constantly looking out for announcements and um, oh, either cancellations, postponements or um, new shows and they will, they will all appear there as soon as I know about them but but we also are hoping I suppose to be able to get over to Pinball Expo in October if uh, you know, fingers crossed you know, we'll, oh, yeah. vaccinations take place we're allowed to travel internationally and, of course, the weekend after that is the uh, Midwest Gaming Classic up Ooh. in Milwaukee. So, uh, and I, I would not be surprised if the weekend prior to that would also see some, some big show. Well, as I say, it's getting very, very, very packed indeed. So, um, yeah, lots of, lots of shows heading for the sort of September-October time frame. Um, I think there's actually another show. It might even be the, um, the grand old... Um, Grand old um, pinball opry or whatever it's called show that's um, that's at the same weekend as Pinball Expo, so it's got that that crowded that, uh, that shows are already clashing. Hmm. But you know it does mean that if you're uh, if you are travelling internationally or uh, long distance, then you can probably you know catch a couple of shows on consecutive weekends, and that's what well, I think we'd be hoping to do, wouldn't we, with uh, Expo and yes. the Midwest. Yeah, that's probably. Um, I um, I wasn't aware of the Midwest yet, but um, I wasn't aware I could fly into the states anyway. So well, well, we can't. As soon as that's that will be possible, then uh, I definitely look into to doing two weekends in a row. Yeah, exciting times. Yeah, pinball shows are coming back, um, not too soon. So uh, not a moment too soon. So let's uh, let's look forward to to the good times later in the year. But in the meantime, I think uh, I think we've kind of wrapped up what's happened uh, through February 2021. Alice, you have yes. anything else you'd like to add, Arthur? Well, the only thing I can mention is um, um, I keep getting requests for uh, Pinball Magazine number six. When that will uh, people wonder when that will be ready? Of course. Um, all I can say is I am actually working on it. What now? Well. Uh, the past month, I have been working on it. I'm, I'm uh, uh, most of the, uh, the the cover story is already uh, transcripted or transcribed, mm-hmm. whatever the uh, yeah, the, the correct. Right. Yeah. And um, it's um, I'm, I'm currently editing, grammarly ed- editing, making sure that it's uh, all correct. And I still need to to uh, merge a couple of sections together and then remove the duplicate. Stories mm-hmm. or phrases or uh, yeah. uh, that that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I figured I'd I'd, um, I'd check the grammar first and um, uh, correct all that, so it's more pleasant reading for me while I'm editing the whole right. thing and 
taking extra stuff out and, and that kind of stuff. And I can't tempt you to set a deadline for this. Um, if there's anything we've learned in pinball, it's not to set any deadlines. <laughs> yeah, it's be ready when it's ready. Is that right? Well, it's always been the case with Pinball Magazine. Well, you always, Although, you always try to hit major shows so you can be there and uh, and sell it. I am. Personally. I I will say that I will definitely try to have this issue available uh, before Expo in case Ex Expo happens. So, hey. as sort of a deadline, yes. And uh, the main thing that keeping me currently from. Uh, working on a Pinball Magazine issue 6 is um, a couple of major music productions that I'm involved in. And, um, um, well, one of them is very, well, uh, lots of potential for a um, uh, summer hit, uh, people tell me. So, fingers crossed, um, that that's currently where my time is going. And um, as soon as that's out, and hopefully... Um, well, of course, I hope it becomes a success that everybody says it will be. Um, and if not, then I have um, the, the plan is to focus more on the magazine. So, well, I don't know whether to wish you good luck with the music or or hope that it's uh, it's a total flop and you can spend all your time doing people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm conflicted on that one, but um, best of best wishes either way. Anyway, for uh, whatever it is that that really takes off. And uh, thank you. Yeah, some things to look forward to there later in the year. But uh, as I said, I think for February 2021, that is uh, all that we have to bring you for this podcast. We mm -hmm. didn't manage to get Gary this time, but I'm sure we will get him next time. Uh, well, reasonably sure. Anyway, and uh, we will be back at the end of March, uh, looking back at the previous month. Well, that's probably the start of April, wasn't it? Uh, probably April Fool, appropriately enough, when we'll be back. Mm. Uh, to look at uh, all the events that happened in this month of March 2021. So, yes. till then, from me, Martin Ayer, of Pinball News, and from my co-host... Jonathan Newson of Pinball Magazine. We wish you a very happy uh, March, and look forward to seeing you soon. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs>